Hello, friends, and welcome to episode four of season four. This week we've got a big episode because we actually have two guests. So our first guest is Sophia Aves. Welcome. Hi. We're really excited to chat to you both this week. Um, And you're a fellow Aussie, so that's always exciting (laughs) as well. So I thought we'd start with a little bit of a background on you. So you are a USA Today best-selling romantic suspense author and also a stay-at-home mom, and you live up in Brisbane or near Brisbane with your three kids' husband and German shepherd who thinks she's a teacup puppy. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> teacup puppy. I, I love that. It's <laughs> hilarious when you have like the giant pets that just think they're babies and they're like, I'm just going to sit up yep. here on your lap. <laughs> yeah, but they don't quite fit or they take up the entire lounge and then you put the laptop on top and you can't. Yes, you're trying to lean over the top of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Now, your published works are actually quite diverse. So you've got military romance, cowboy romances, Texas rangers, Australian police, like yeah. it's a little bit of something for everyone. And it gets a little bit worse too because I've also got a kid lid and clean spec fic name as <laughs> other me and I've got an RH name as other other me and other 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 me just signed with Evernight for a PNR, which it's the first PNR I've written in two years and I wrote it in three days self-edited sent it off and oh contract hello so oh my god that's amazing I love that so you've got reverse harem and paranormal as well and what was the first one yeah. uh kid lit I do I write uh picture books for library for all which is a it's a charity here in Brisbane um and they send out the picture books um as hard copies but also in e-readers protected for tropical weather so the the um mildew doesn't get in and they send them out to third world nations for free so these oh that's are, awesome we're finding that the kids in like um png and places like that are now coming to school more because they've got more books to read that they want to read so yeah we're getting a, a, a better generation for them for their country so they'll be better educated and they'll want to do things for their country then they, they've also um put those in four different languages as well they've been translated across to they go out to Laos so Greg and Leah goes out to Laos um, as one of their starter packs but they're also all my books for them I've got 15 of them with them are also part of the camel library which crosses the Sahara so they're these giant saddlebags with all these e-readers in them um, and giant um, solar panels on the backs of the camels and they cross the Sahara and take the books out to different areas around <laughs> that really, is really, really cool. yeah which is really really cool I've so never ever heard no I <laughs> have not heard yeah. that that's so cool <laughs> I've just got this vision now of these camels <laughs> I know I've got the I've got the camel vision <laughs> in my head so much that is so cool I, there, there like is it. a video of it and I had it pinned to my twitter account so I'll go I'll have to go dig it out and put it up again because it's really really quite cool absolutely yeah. yes you need to put that up for sure mm-hmm. And now, obviously, you know, if you weren't busy all that, <laughs> you're also acting as the marketing manager for Romance Writers of Australia and Romance Cafe Publishing, which is like a really interesting job, actually, which we want to talk about further um, in a minute. Uh, and you have a Christmas obsession, which same. Same. Yes. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I mean, I just love Christmas time. It's mm-hmm. it's so it's so festive and pretty and you know you can't go wrong there I um I we built this house two years ago and everyone except for Amanda because she understands but like everyone was 
making fun of me because I specifically have a corner and I got power and everything for my Christmas tree. And they're like, yeah. but it's a it's just smart planning. I don't think yeah. Like, yeah. We, Are you serious? We, like, we, yeah. we built eight months ago, um, which is why we've got all the boxes. And my, my lovely library behind us here, as you can see, all boxed up. But we've actually, we actually worked out that we would have to have a small Christmas tree in here because I've got all the Shirovsky and the um, uh, Pandora and I've got a huge Wedgwood collection. So that would go on a proper Christmas tree in here and then out in the lounge room, the kids would have their one with all their bits. Yeah. Yes. Know, all the handcrafted stuff. We had, we've got our first live Christmas tree ever last year. It was so exciting. So naturally I wrote a book about it <laughs> I, naturally I i'm also a fan of the yeah. two christmas trees i have my very pretty one in the front and then the one yeah in our main family room is the all the random yeah. decorations i think it's yes normal it's totally <laughs> yes. fine totally normal yeah <laughs> um and i am interested about this one but you are working to complete your own alpaca park mm-hmm yeah, we're, we're, we're ready. I am trying to acquire alpacas, man. Seriously. Okay, so for, for anyone who doesn't know, in the bookish world, we get a lot of um, mixed spammy in our inboxes, you know, pay for my reviews, buy my services, and they're all mixed spammies and fakes. The alpaca world is exactly the same. So the first four people that I reached out to, two were legit, two were not, tried to scam me out of money, you know, put down a deposit here, come up and see us. There's no address. The photos you can see are not even in Australia. They are, you know, they're, they're, they're a red American barn, which we just don't, they're very cool, but we don't have them here. There's snow on the ground again. Living in Queensland, we don't have snow. Uh, you know, and all this sort of, and you can see the fence lines in the house and the shed. They're not even the same in each picture. And you're like, <laughs> you are all just so expanding. It sort of broke me for two weeks. I I haven't, I haven't actually looked for any alpacas. I just want my alpacas. I do. I just want my alpacas. This is an 18-year dream. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, I just need to see this dream come to reality. <laughs> to yeah. Oh, the moment I get one, it, I will be spammy everywhere. Believe yes. Me, there will be alpacas on every surface. Yes, please do. <laughs> Well, I did love that they had like the alpacas turn up to Johnny Depp's court case. I thought that was great. They had a little song. That was brilliant. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, you know, alpacas, are, are, they're cool. <laughs> yep. yep. 100%. Okay. So let's jump in a bit and talk about your books and different series and things like that. Um, like, I guess give people a bit of an idea about what they might be in for and um, you know why they should go over and grab a copy. Mm -hmm, absolutely so uh, my first series and I've actually only got books two and three in my collection at the moment of getting new covers for these guys blindsided um, is part of um, Blue Bladder Brothers was the first book series I ever wrote and I I took a hiatus from writing for about 25 years um, between you know and finishing school doing all the the writing competitions and things like that at school then uni and work got in the way had my second child he turned one and I said to my husband I'm going nuts I need to do something so I you know give me a craft or I need to do acting or I need to do something so anyway we after he watched me handwrite with my horrific left-handed writing pages and pages and pages of notes that neither of us could read um he got me a laptop so I started to write the first chapter of collision which is the first book in Blue Blood of Brothers sat on our laptop for about three years I had no idea what to do with it when I started to write I couldn't 
I actually had to go and get books off the bookshelf and open them all up and see where you put the um, the, the quotation marks and the full stop and to dig into paragraph. It's like I, I I was a whale reader. You hear about whale readers three and five hundred books a year. No, I used to read like two, two and three thousand books a year. I was a wow. massive whale reader since I was like eight years old, and so I had all the story in my head. I did. I couldn't work out how you formatted this page. So that was a whole sort of new step. Walking into this was like, oh my god, I'm going from one to the other. And then I, I sat there with that chapter on the laptop for a good three years. And it was originally called, who know this original, Cops and Robbers, um, <laughs> because I could not come up with anything better at the time. So I just left it there like that. I found a local writing group and started writing properly. Um, and Kid Lit came first. And then I, it took me a good two, another two years to get around to figuring out that, yes, romance is where my heart is. And that's what I wanted to, to write. And I've been a Mills and Boons reader for years and years and years. Um, so Blue Blinded Brothers draws heavily on both um, husband and I have PTSD from different things. I'm a DV survivor. He is a returned veteran from Afghanistan in 2008. Um, it draws heavily on both of those um, because I understand horribly the mindset of a stalker. I can write it really well because I've lived it for a lot of years. Um, it's a terrifying sort of thing. And that, that, those are the sorts of things that go in the books. Um, Tony's um, actually written his own book, which I'm starting to edit for him of his experiences overseas, but he is very open about talking about it. And a lot of that then goes back into those books. And um, so you, PTSD is, is probably my main theme. Um, you'll get a lot of return veterans and cops, firemen, cowboys, Texas Rangers, Chuck Norris was my inspiration. I have to admit to that. Nineties, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Um, but yeah, that, that's that. There are ongoing themes throughout, and uh, a lot of bromance. You will see that the boys always stick together, and I just I love the band of brothers. I love I, I love a good romance. You can't go yeah, wrong there. Absolutely. But also, I think like oh, having... and they're steamy. They're really steamy. Let's put that out. <laughs> Sorry, we can't forget that part. <laughs> No, well, after I did a few things, my mother-in-law started to join my groups and, uh, you know, look at the books. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> it's, it's a my mother takes the books and she gives them out to the bowling club and the hairdressers and leaves copies everywhere around Newcastle. <laughs> I love that that is fantastic and that is just women supporting women you it's, know it's it's great to have that support but also you're like please give my books out but just don't read them I, I I'm, I'm glad that you're supporting me <laughs> <laughs> um I also love that there are like um you know real real life components like people can um you know they can, oh, I can't even, I've lost my word. That's the word I was looking for. Relate. And I just had a total mind blank. Um, they can relate to it. And, you know, a lot of people probably have lived through similar experiences and it's nice to be able to read that and have other people actually like understand it because you've got that real life experience yourself and it's not kind of, you know, just a fictional thing so much. Yeah. So we will um, obviously include all the links to Sophia's um, webpage and socials so that you can go and have a look for those books as well. And there's some really pretty covers as well because I've been looking through them too. <laughs> um, but the next part of it, and as you said, you've got the writing part down and then you had to get into the um, 
the editing and everything like that. But then probably the biggest part of the whole process is marketing it because if you don't market it, then nobody's going to buy it. Um, and that's probably like the biggest part of that for, for an indie author as well, like mm-hmm. having to try and market because you're doing most of that yourself. So like that, you know, your role there at Romance Writers of Australia and Romance Cafe Publishing would be, you know, very big. So do you have tips or, you know, anything you can share with any authors listening on, you know, the process and whatnot? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Be enthusiastic about what you write and don't hide it. You know, yep. if you have to fake it till you make it, hi, I'm here, I'm an introvert, but so we're, we're faking it all day. Uh, you know, do what you need to do if you want to talk about it to local writers, if you want to talk about it to readers, getting book clubs in your indie stores that are nearby, see if you can get into some libraries. They're, they're all big things. The other main one, more than anything, more than any socials present, honestly, is your newsletter because it's the only mm. thing that you own. If socials died tomorrow... If stuff decided to pull the platform and it completely went, if you lost your TikToks, which are going to use some great sales and page reads, you don't own that audience and you can't reclaim them. But if they are a captive audience in your newsletter, you can absolutely sell your next book to them and sell your backlist to them as well. Yeah. All the rest are just bonuses. That's that's a really good tip, actually, because, yeah, you've seen so many... authors lose their entire social media presence and they've got backup accounts and whatnot but you know it takes ages to build up a following and once you've lost it it's just completely gone so yeah that's a that's a really good tip having the newsletter and um you know being able to connect with people still that way as well and so what what do you do with like at romance writers of australia because i know that they have a very big following and holding conferences around australia Mm. Okay, so at the moment I'm actually marketing and events manager because my events manager stepped down a little bit ago. So this conference I get to uh, <laughs> to help the conference committee run as smoothly as we can and I'm looking for an assistant, so if anybody wants to put up their hand, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good at booking flights, so I get my husband to book flights because it's like those forms for, you know, Medicare or whatever and you're like, oh, there's so many boxes, I don't want to touch it in case I break it. Yeah. <laughs> so... No, I, honestly, it's a fabulous job. I get to see a lot of people grow. Um, it, I, my, my, my part is the fun part because I get all the winners of the comps and I get to share them with everybody, you know. <laughs> so um, uh, Julie Weaver uh, won one of the Ruby Awards uh, for Romantic Suspense this year just gone and she was a debut author. That was her debut book. That's yeah, awesome. I, as soon as I saw it came, come up, I, I scampered over to her website and, and read her little reader magnet for, and got on her newsletter. And just watching these things come out is, it, and watching her evolve as an author is a fantastic thing. And she's one of hundreds of authors that I get to look after. And, you know, you're looking at people across aspiring and emerging and um, established um, levels, you know, and, and working out what they need most to progress their career and how we can best support them, especially with the established, a lot of them, um, we do have some some indies who have been indies long time, but a lot of them are traditional authors coming off um, the traditional contracts and now starting fresh in the indie world. And while they know how to write a book and they know how to do a, a podcast or an interview, a lot of the indie stuff that the rest of us have been doing for the last two or three years, they feel like they're a bit behind because they're starting fresh, yeah. even though they know probably more than most of us because they've been around for so long. You know, so it's trying to figure out how do you support them and and and, a, and an aspiring author and somebody who hasn't published yet and somebody who's got one or two books out and how to help them 
get, bring their career out to the fore. Uh, the conferences are a fantastic way to do that. This year is in Fremantle next year. I don't know if I can announce, but yes, I'm in planning for next year. Um, it's <laughs> Fremantle in Western Australia. Let's not shove a foot in the mouth there. Um, and we've got, so this year we've got Zoe York, um, Maisie Yates and Lisa Island, uh, Becca Syme. We've got some really great people coming along to help. I've, I've, I've already booked everything and I've booked pitching things for myself. So I recommend absolutely doing it. I met uh, three fabulous authors in the December one last year, um, was my first in-person conference because prior to that we had the COVID um, virtual ones. Mm-hmm. And I, those people have become my best friends in the last couple of months. It's just fantastic because you are on the same, you found somebody who you write at the same speed with, that you have the same sorts of career aspirations and to find that you're not actually alone. You know, writing is such Absolutely. a lonely thing if you don't get the community going. And there, there is such a great community out there if you find it. Um, you know, you readers, it, yeah. yeah, readers and authors and everything like that. And I think social media has gone a long way to be able to connect people that have those similar interests. So it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, look, we've even made like so many great friends. Just never met these people in real life, um, but all around the world because yeah even like we'll, we'll share a book on tiktok or whatever and then we'll get a comment saying mm-hmm. oh well we actually love this book too but i haven't had anyone that i know that's read it so yeah. um like we love that <laughs> like and especially yeah. because we even have a we even have different tastes slightly in some books so it is good to because sometimes like like Amanda loves paranormal. I'm sort of a virgin on that side of things. I don't really get a lot of it. And so, but she has people she yeah. could talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. So absolutely. Are, are you finding there's um, been, I guess, like an increase in authors going down that indie route now, just given with how, I guess, how accessible social media is when it comes to marketing. There's a lot of like great social media, I guess, companies out there that do the promotion. So have you seen that type of increase in industry? Um, I, yeah, I, I think the industry has exploded since COVID. So you yeah. know, end of 2019, 2020, you had people who were suddenly at home for a lot longer period than they wanted to be or had had the chance to be and suddenly the dreams of writing something was a potential hobby because you had nothing else to do yeah so suddenly all these books are out there which is fantastic and a lot of the bigger groups have been brilliant in mentoring the authors and and growing the community there are a lot of brand new authors out at the moment which is honestly it's fantastic I think it's wonderful the world would be a very boring place if we all wrote the same thing and all read the same book you know absolutely yeah, for sure. Okay. okay. We're getting to the fun questions. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Fortifying with coffee. I promise it's only coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's, all right. it's almost midday here. It's totally fine. No judgment. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the 40-minute drive to school would be uh, very oh, Probably not. No, probably not. We don't encourage that. No, let's say no to the drinking. <laughs> okay. What is Go. your favourite colour? Aqua. Yes. Which I did I like actually that. have an aqua shirt on until I dropped coffee all down the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do love aqua. It's so pretty. Do you have a favourite writing snack or drink? Coffee. Yeah, just coffee. That's it's a common one. It's a common one <laughs> with, with authors. I, I, honestly, I'm just, I, love, I love a hot drink. Tea is lovely, but in a 
like you know travel mug which is safe for me that way if I knock it over it doesn't all go everywhere I don't break china <laughs> you know but I, if you put tea in one of those stainless steel things it tastes bloody horrible <laughs> have you seen those cool like tumblers on like social media where they so got came for it with the snack bowl on top yes yeah. I'm so keen for that <laughs> oh that is the perfect car like little caddy isn't it fantastic yeah okay (laughs) if you were a chair which celebrity would you like to sit in you or character or whatever um all right I think we're just gonna let Henry Cavill and uh Tom Hiddleston bat that one out together one can dance and one can sword fight I'm so there for Henry Cavill like I have a major (laughs) I have a major like obsession with him at the moment so mm. I, but do you think your obsession started because all these like authors were interview were like henry cavill and then you were like <laughs> it started from um when i watched the witcher that's when it mm-hmm. started and then i was like i am here for him and now i'm watching <laughs> oh, yeah. all of his things but now we're getting because yeah. amanda's <laughs> put this out there that yeah, she she she's a fan of Henry Cavill. We now we now just get like DMs of like Henry Cavill. And I have no regrets. I have no regrets. I'm like Henry Cavill and Grace Weapons. Like, great. Please send it through. <laughs> I know. I have zero regrets. And please, anybody listening, keep it coming. Like, if you want to send me DMs <laughs> of Henry Cavill, I am not going to be complaining ever. I like you get the Henry Cavill like pictures that I get here's another book that will make, tear your soul out and make you cry <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> okay if you were a potato how would you be cooked baked yeah. in a jacket yeah mm. oh my god and then with like the the cheese and the bacon a bit of sour cream oh my god so good yeah <laughs> I'm so craving it baked potato right now. <laughs> okay, what supernatural power would you like to have? To be able to get my kids to sleep and sleep the whole night through, um, so that I could also get a full night's sleep. I think I got three hours last night. Oh, <laughs> so, oh my god! Oh, yeah, the power That's... of sleep. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. An elite. That is, yeah, that's elite level power. (laughs) It's like you're a wizard at that time. I know. (laughs) Oh my God, that's the best. Do you have a favorite TV show? Okay, so I don't watch TV. No, okay, Um, that's fine. We've watched The Witcher, um, we watched Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone, I I really did love that. I like Shadow and Bone too. I didn't even, I actually didn't read the book though. I haven't read the book. That's, that's, but I read, um, I saw, you know, that it was being adapted and I was like, I need to watch this. And yeah, it was great. I liked it. I need to go back and read the book. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We will, as I said before, post all of Sophia's links so you can go and check her out if you haven't read her books previously. And obviously for any romance writers out there, um, as Sophia, was saying there is a conference coming up in Fremantle this year um in August is it yeah 12th to 14th of August so you can go and check that out and there is some um 
you're doing a bit of fundraising there as well for DV Assist, which is a fantastic mm-hmm. cause. So um, head over there and see what you can do to either assist there or um, get involved in the conference. Um, and yeah, we hope to talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, friends, following on with our episode four of season four we have our second wonderful author to talk with today who is julia jarrett welcome julia hi thank you (laughs) we're very excited to chat with you so just a bit of an overview of of you a bit about you so you have a passion for writing sexy sweet contemporary romance novels i mean hello what who doesn't love that um with, that are full of relatable heroines and the swoon-worthy men who fall in love with them. And, I mean, it's good to have a relatable female main character. Yep, yep. I want them to have their flaws just like we do. 100%. It, it definitely makes it easier to read when they're not just absolutely perfect. Um, but outside of writing, you are a busy mother of two boys. And I do like to see that you're a happy wife to your r- real life book boyfriend. Say that five times fast. I, I know. No, I was like really struggling, <laughs> really struggling to get that out. And the owner of two rescue dogs, which we know are with you right now, just snuggling yeah. up with you. Um but it does say if you're looking, if we are looking for you, that you are sitting in a comfy chair somewhere drinking tea and dreaming of the sunny vacation. So come on over here. Um, you know, not now. We're going into winter. We want to be, as we said before, like, <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm getting my summer finally. <laughs> yes, you're getting your summer. So come over around Christmas time, like you said before. That's the best time. Do you have a comfy reading writing chair? Like I do. What I do. and what's it like? Let's 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 hear it. Okay. So um, the way that our house is set up is at the back of our house, there's like this big room that's like mostly glass. So it's kind of a sunroom and it has been through many different iterations in its life, but it is now mostly my office. Um, So I have my desk set up in there. And then I knew that I wanted a reading chair in my office. I found this beautiful like recliner chair. It's got this really pretty purpley blue floral paisley pattern. And it's just so beautiful. And I just, kick back in that it's in a lot of my TikToks and sitting in it in a lot of my TikToks. and I have um, a pillow that my husband got me that says something about books and wine I can't remember exactly and I have <laughs> a blanket from the hello lovely box that is like the softest fluffiest <sighs> and it just says read more romance yes so yeah, my that is my favorite reading setup absolutely and I do love a good um like plush blanket like he just can't go wrong like I just um you know I I'm a bit obsessed with it but I did just get my first woody yesterday um and I got like extra large so it's super like spacious and it's got um unicorns all over it so it's quite snuggly and I've convinced Beck that she needs to get one now so yeah look that's because you you have a thing against my robe (laughs) yeah I did I didn't I didn't like her robe. Um, but anyway, I'm I have, telling you. I have, two, I have two hoodies, okay? Oh, really? I have, what, one, what? With, I have one with koalas on it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that. then I just actually bought my son one for his birthday because he's always stealing mine. And I'm like, yes. So I bought him one with pizza slices all over it. And then it, they were having like a buy one, get one sale. So I was like, well, I clearly need a second one. Obviously. <laughs> so I'm going to take one to our cottage so that, you know, it's not, they're not both going to be home. So my second one is purple because that's my favorite color. So yes. you know, all my branding, everything is purple. My nails are purple. So 
I have a My nails are purple on. currently at the time. Well, you can't really see they look more pink, but they're actually yeah, like they look purple. Pink, yeah. <laughs> I, I did send Amanda one. I did find one. I'll show you last night. And I was like, what about this one? And, and I was like, look, I, I thought about it, but I wasn't sure. I what felt like it might I be a bit this one? inappropriate. <laughs> um, just yeah, to wear with it. the eggplants all over. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, could be our eggplant. Eggplant Udi for like when we go away for work, we can just use it at the hotels and stuff. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It makes makes more sense. (laughs) Oh my God. 100%. We should get it to wear to book signings. Oh my gosh. How many people would want to get photos with us? All the people. Yeah. I am full of bad ideas. I apologize. (laughs) Oh, we don't take much to be swayed. Um. Done. I'll buy it. I'll have to be purchased by the end of this interview. (laughs) I love that. Now, if people want to join your uh, Facebook group, they need to go and join Julia's Nutty Muffins. I freaking love. I freaking love that. It does make sense if you've read Dogwood Cove. Um, my Canadian small town romance series has a bakery in it called the Nutty Muffin. So um, when I was trying to come up with a name for my group, it was a fellow author who was like, well, you need to call them the Nutty Muffins. And it just worked. <laughs> Even without context, I loved the name. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's a fantastic name for a Facebook group. Yeah. Um, and even if I didn't know what it was, I feel like I just want to, to join it. Yeah, I have, I have a, there's a second group actually that I run with four of my author friends, Steam Room, yep. where licking a book is entirely appropriate. You know, we, we are nothing but boyfriends and dirty memes and all that oh. fun stuff. So uh, yeah, that's basically mine and Beck's soul all conversations yeah. is just memes slash TikToks. Yeah. Um, we don't really converse outside of those. That's how we talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. Well, Steam Room, everybody can go join that. I'm not in it, so I need to get a part of that as well because, you know, I love a good meme. Um, dirtier the better is, is always the way. We, so. I, so I'm responsible for the memes on Mondays and I pull them directly from our conversations because the five of us have a group chat that gets <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. And uh, some of the comments that come out of our mouths if you take them out of context or even in context. Oh, 100%. So I, I make our meme Mondays. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Authors. So who are the other authors that are a part of it? Uh, so Shel Sloan, yep. uh, Great Sports Romance. May Harden, who is the queen of everything dirty and smutty. Um, Claire Hastings and Georgia Kaufman. Oh, awesome. So the five of us linked up like a, over a year ago, year and a half ago, I think. And we've just been inseparable ever since. So. That's fantastic. It's always good to find your like book people and just, you know, um, go from done. There. I just joined. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, everybody's like, Beck's not talking. She's Beck's just sitting sorry. there quietly. Meanwhile, she's off buying a pain Udi and joining the scene. So there is a lot here. Priorities. I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, priorities. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so before we get into your books, we will just talk about the one that you've got coming up. So it is a new release coming out on the 22nd of June. People can go and pre-order that and it's called Love and Leashes. And I'm just loving the colour on the cover together with the coordination of the sexy guy and the gorgeous dog. Like who doesn't love that? Yeah. That type of situation. Oh God. 
that one that one is just a silly spicy steamy itty bitty novella like it's part of a collection the love at first bark collection I um, I literally saw that and I was just like my god I love that so much and it's in like a little shape of a dog head there as well yeah, they invited me into that one I was like dogs done I mean done. obviously I've got my two crazies right um I knew that I had to and I just I had this I had this side character from Dogwood Cove that I kept getting bugged like hey when are you gonna write her a story she needs a story and I was like she's perfect for it she's so, got one she has yeah, got one just a super sweet and fun little novella little side character and it's like best friends to lovers but it's also kind of a second chance romance because you know he starts out with you know she needs a friend, but he has feelings for her, but he never tells her he goes off and kind of lives his life and then they reconnect later. So, you know, we all love a good second chance romance. Yeah. And the yeah, ones where I they're best friends more, and you're like, I was, yeah, I was going to say like, it's, it's definitely more of like a best friends to lovers. There's not a huge amount of second chance. Actually the full length that I'm writing right now, that'll come out in September is true second chance, like high school sweethearts life gets in the way of them and everything. But yeah, this, this little novella, it was so much fun. It was such a fun little, I don't want to call it brainless to write, but it was really easy to write because it was just light and easy. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I like doing novellas every now and then for that reason, because I just find that they're just so much easier. Absolutely. No, that totally makes sense. But yeah, go and pre-order it because firstly, the cover is gorgeous. Secondly, it sounds amazing. So 22nd of June, it's coming out. So not long to wait. Um, but what about your other books? Now, I know you've got a few series and standalone as well. So tell us about that and what people can expect when they when they go and get them. Yeah. So, oh gosh, my first series, I lovingly call a hot mess. Um, it has its place in the world. It has its fans and its readers, and I am forever grateful to them. To me, it's a hot mess because it was just, I had no clue what I was doing. I just wanted to write romance. And so I did. Um, and it's just contemporary romance. It's about a group of friends centered around a bar in Portland, um, the Lucky Strike Lovers. So the first book is free everywhere, always, always will be. And then when I finished that series, I wanted to try small town and I wanted to try novellas. So then I did a trilogy of small town novellas, the West Mount Island series. The first one of those is also free absolutely everywhere. And after I had done that, I was accepted into the Cocky Hero um, collection, right? So the Penelope Ward by Keeland series, they let other authors write in their world. And so I was able to write a book um, to contribute to that, which was a ton of fun. Uh, very different from my normal stuff. Like that seductive swimmer is very, very different. <laughs> I was going to say, Amanda, like, I feel like that would be right up your alley. I know. As soon as I saw it, I was like, much. it is for me. Yeah, it is for yeah. me. <laughs> that one was, again, it was a ton of fun because it was so different. Like it is it is dirty, big city. I mean, like, look oh. at the guy. I know. As soon as I saw the cover, I was like, firstly, swimmers. Secondly, I'm yes. Like, Thank you. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's I, was like, I, I was a swimmer. I was a swimmer and a lifeguard and all that kind of stuff. So right? So I was like, if I'm going to do something sporty. It's going to be swimming. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I and then I launched Dogwood Cove. And that, that was where I kind of found my groove. And I found what I really love and what I love to read, love to write. And yeah, and that's my steamy small towns. And then that's also um, Dogwood Cove is when I finally embraced the idea of writing books set in Canada. 
because yeah. I suddenly was like, I'm a Canadian. Why the heck am I not writing books? Setting? <laughs> it certainly <laughs> makes it easier. Um, <laughs> no. yeah. I mean, they all sound amazing. And the good thing about it is, as you said, with those two series, the first book is free. So people that are unfamiliar with you and want to get to know you, um, we love to find new authors but yeah. it's also really good if people are like a little bit nervous about going over to a new author they can read those books get a taste of your writing um yeah. and then you can obviously get addicted from there and go down the pathway of the well, rest of the series and and i mean if you want to kind of bypass the hot mess stuff that i was talking about <laughs> earlier um actually the first book in dogwood cove is part of a free um anthology through the hottest fuck romance club right now Okay. Um, but it will also be free on its own for about five at the beginning of June. So there you go. Well, that's perfect. To start Dogwood Cove for free. Absolutely. It's a fantastic opportunity. So note that down, everybody listening, because you want to go and grab them now and then you can, you know, get to know Julia binge. and start binging. Exactly. And then, and then you get to the hot guy covers later on too. I know. I have seen them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say, guys, I will do um, an author spotlight post with some of the fun questions we're doing later. And as a part of that, I'm going to put all the different covers on there so you can see them. Um, so you can go check them all out. Oh, and gosh, um, excited women, I can just tell. I know, I know. Yeah. So anyway, keep an eye out on uh, for that on our Instagram. And I'll also put it in um, your Facebook group too so that people can, you know, go for the back catalogue if they haven't read all of them yet. Yeah. All right, let's get into some fun questions. <laughs> Do you have any writing rituals? Not every single day rituals, but I certainly have things that help. Yep. Um, I write my best sex scenes with a glass or two of wine. <laughs> like, that's just... I love that. You know, one already in the system and one going in the system while I write will give you the best sex. Um, <laughs> Do you just giggle as well? Like, I, because I giggle when I drink wine. Do <laughs> like, you know what? You don't, because when you're writing sex, at least for me, it's so mechanical. You like, gotta really think about where all the parts are going. Part and this body part, and does it line up? And is this gonna fit? And 100%. So no, I don't giggle because I'm like too serious, but the wine just kind of like loosens your inhibitions a little bit yes, more and yep. lets you really tap into uh, the sexy side of things. Absolutely. Mm. Love that. And yeah. is that the only one or we have other rituals? I think that's the only uh, real one because I mean, like I'm, I'm a busy mom, so I have to be able to write anywhere, anytime, any yep. place. Yeah. So I that. have written at, I have written at baseball practices. I've written at baseball games. I've written in the car, driving up to my cabin. I've written at my cabin. I've written with my kids playing in the background. I've written without them. So I can't really have rituals. Or yeah, no, I, we, we get that. We are literally just yeah. doing stuff. Like sometimes we're in the car driving from our other job and then we're on like a zoom meeting with other people, <laughs> like for this yeah. side of things. So yeah, yeah, we get it. You just got to fit yeah. it in. You do it where it goes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Name three celebrities you would like to have a sleepover with and what would they bring? <laughs> we know where Julia's okay. mind's immediately gone. Okay, so we're just, you know, just by the facial alone. You say the word sleepover and I go, are we talking hall pass sleepover? Or are we yeah, whatever like type of sleepover. Whatever comes first to your mind. Don't we've think about had, it too hard. Yeah, okay, we've had so hall, pass, 
I'll pass sleepover. I'm reverse hareming this. Okay. 100%. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Chris Hemsworth, and oh, it's a, it's the third one is hard. I struggle with my third, but those two, like they, they must, they must, they're mine. They must be 100%, mine. 100%. Yep. They must be mine. Um, slumber party sleepover, like people that I would just really love to like hang out with and get to know a little bit better. Michelle Obama, I would love to just sit and pick her brain. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, I'm going to sound like a total nerd, but there's some of my author friends that I haven't had the opportunity to meet yet that I would love to just sit and like have a drink with because I know how crazy we are over text messages. And I think we'd be even more crazy in real life. <laughs> yes, definitely. I love that. What, what, what do you think these people will bring? Like, um, you oh. know, in terms of Ryan Reynolds and Chris okay. Hemsworth. Well, I know Ryan, Ryan would bring his gin, right? He would bring his aviation 100%, gin. 100%, yep. Probably a really good uh, sense of humor. Um, Chris Hemsworth doesn't need to bring anything. He no doesn't. Clothes, no sleeping bag, <laughs> nothing. He can just show up completely bare-ass naked as himself. And that's fine. Nothing. I'm going to write nothing, even clothes. Not even clothes. <laughs> He can share my sleeping bag. I love this question because it's like there's we've had so many answers from yeah, the full haul pass to someone's bringing a fry pan so they can cook a meal for everyone. <laughs> Literally my favorite question. <laughs> oh, I guess Sav, Sav, um, Sav Armula wanted to have uh, Gordon Ramsay there because she has a crush on him, but also she thought he could bring his fry pan as well so that he could cook yeah. everybody yeah. some food. Yeah. So Good. it kind of had a double purpose. Yeah, mm. that's wise. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's a lot wiser smart. than fair ass naked. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I, I could go oh. with that. I don't even know if I'd need a meal at that point. I'd be fine. He could be your meal. Let's be real. Mm. Exactly. He could. Yeah. Now, speaking of meals, does pineapple belong on a pizza? No. Oh, you mean no. Well, thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) We're done now. (laughs) I mean, like, that's my favorite pizza, Hawaiian. Uh, ham and pineapple, you know. Um. <laughs> you and my husband can have your ham and pineapple, and I know. We do get a very mixed response to that question. So we always like to ask it. Yeah. So, and I think I f- should write no and in brackets incensed. Yeah, nope. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very emphatic no. <laughs> okay. If you could be, pick either a character from a book you've read or you have written, who would you want to be? Who would I want to be? Yes. Mila from Rumors and Romance. She's one of mine and I love her. She's like my spirit animal. Um, cause she's just kooky and crazy and loud and outspoken and knows what she wants and doesn't give a shit who says anything about it. Um, Fantastic. yeah, no, I love her. I love her. <laughs> I mean, it sounds, it sounds like someone we would want to be friends with. So, oh yeah, she's a very good friend. Yeah. hundred uh-huh. percent. Um, what would your superpower be? Like, as in what am I really good at or what do I wish it was? What do you wish it was? Like if you could have a superpower. Time management. (laughs) You should always tell tell the ADHD brains who are like, productivity, efficiency. That'll be great. Sleep. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Um, 
I know. Okay. Serious superpower. Um, I would love to be able to teleport. Yeah, same. I want to be able to just blink and be where I Imagine want. Imagine how many places you could be. And, and you that's don't have to run worry about management. being late. Mm. Yeah. It would be great for time management. So it great serves double purpose. It serves double uh-huh. purpose. What is your most used emoji? Purple heart. I thought you were going to say something else. Person. No, <laughs> I, if I looked at my phone right now, my number one emoji is purple heart. My number two emoji is the like laughing dude. Let me just make sure that I'm not like totally lying to you right now. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Purple hearts. And then crying, laughing, dude, and then smacking, smack my face. Oh yeah, I do the smack face all the time. Yeah, those are like, those are my top three. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. Love that. Um, What are my top three at the moment, actually? Let's have a look. Mine will definitely be the smirking emoji. And the second one would be the one with like the panting face, like this is really hot type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe the fire emoji. That might be my third one. I feel like the smirk is is up there as well actually yeah I've yeah got this yeah oh the wink is number four. Oh, oh yeah smirk yeah is, oh smirk is smirk is a little bit further down but yeah it's there <laughs> i've had a lot of birthdays recently so i've got the little one with the party hat on so mm-hmm. that one's up mm-hmm. there at the moment um and then this one like the yeah chef's that kiss yeah. yep and then the panting one and then the little face with all the little love hearts around it. I must have been. Oh, I do love the little face with the love hearts. They have actually the, the eye roll one gets. Me. Oh, I love the eye roll. Yes. And the so one where good. it's like the bare teeth, like the. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've, got, yes. I've, got that, I've got that too. <laughs> yes. The cookie one is up there. So I'm guessing I was probably texting Justin, one of my cover models, because he's cookie obsessed. Um, <laughs> the cookie is the cookie. I don't know. <laughs> I've got a random squirrel as well. I'm not sure when I yeah. used the squirrel, but I have. I'd say it was in relation to conversations with me because you oh, yeah, just be like, you squirrel. like squirrel moment. Yeah. 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 Squirrel. The wine glasses in there too. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. It's funny. But, you know, I, I find it hard to up. see which one that I want to use in terms of the wine glass um, or the cocktail, you know, yeah, like, like which one suits it. I know. Yeah. I need a white wine glass one because That's I don't what drink I'm a lot of red. I don't so, drink red either. And I don't really want to use the champagne one because that's not always appropriate. No. I know. This is what I'm saying. And I'm like, look, I don't want to use the red wine because, yeah, I don't want people to think I'm drinking that. But at the same time, I want to convey that I'm drinking wine. So it's like really hard. Um, you know, you want to be, you want to be specific. Yes. Yep. See, you. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> um, we do, we do get a bit off track. But yes, we will include all of the links to your socials and your website so people can go and check it out. And as Julie was saying, make sure go go grab those ones, uh, the ones that are already free all the time, but also the ones yeah. coming up at the start of June so that you can mm. check them out and then binge her, her whole back catalogue. I'm sure yes. you will. Um, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank Thank you. you.